Today and tomorrow, guys, you're gonna be in for a treat with back-to-back episodes because I had so much cool info for you guys, I had to split it into two episodes. In this one, we're gonna be talking about how I grossed over $300,000 in Q2 selling on Amazon, as well as some wins and losses that you can learn from. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world, and I like to consider myself a serious Amazon seller, and uh, you know, as you guys know, I've been running a lot of case studies on uh, live actual Amazon accounts. And and when I say case study, that means that these are actual Amazon products that, you know, I'm putting up on Amazon. I'm doing the listing. I'm doing the PPC. I'm doing everything from A to Z uh, on these accounts and, uh, you know, managing it just like all of you guys out there are. You know, I think that's a very important uh, part of, of being in a, you know, educational kind of position that I'm in. I have to stay in the game and keep my knowledge fresh. And so I spend about 10 hours a week managing a lot of products on Amazon. And so this is the results from, from Q2. All right. So in this episode, we're going to go over just the, you know, some of, some of the raw numbers of how much we sold on Amazon uh, in Q2, and then do a little deep dive into some of the products we launched and a few of the failures. We've had some failures on both project X and project 5k that uh, I want to share with you guys because, Hey, it's real. It doesn't matter you know, what kind of knowledge level somebody's at. I'm not the smartest person in the Amazon world, but hey, you know, I've obviously been around the block and even I can have failures and it's not something that's going to be like, oh my goodness, I got to stop selling and this is a, I'm a complete failure. No, the the product maybe didn't do as well as we thought, but that doesn't make the Amazon seller a failure. Okay. So I'm going to keep it real and let you guys know on the failures and maybe what I could have done to have avoided them. And then we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, and I'm going to try and do this like every every couple of months here on the podcast or on the blog uh, where I want to give you guys all of my experiments. I am constantly running experiments, guys. That's one of the reasons why I'm not making that much money on these accounts uh, because I'm just constantly running a lot of tests either on PPC or ranking or or trying to work that CPR number. So I figured, hey, let me share my results with you guys. You know, some of these experiments worked, you know, some nothing much came of it, but either way, I want to share my results with you. So we're going to have like a Bradley's laboratory session here on uh, what all I was able to concoct in a laboratory. And so some of it is pretty interesting. I hope you guys can be able to use it in your Amazon selling journey. So let's hop right into it. So first of all, what are these case studies that I'm running? There's there's three main accounts I run, but there's a lot of products and other accounts as well. I think the one that you guys probably know the most is Project X, right? So, you know, that was the case study we did with the, the coffin shelf and egg trays a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, we've I've still been trying to maintain that account and, and expand it out a little bit. Got some fun products on the way there. But that's the first account that I'm running. Um, we also have another case study account that we call Project 5K. The very first iteration of that is I launched 13 different products or 12 different products, something crazy like that, for $5,000 all in. And then after that, I just launched standalone products for $5,000 budget each. 
All right, so $5,000, including their products, landed and initial marketing costs, just to be able to prove that, hey, you don't need a lot of money to get started on Amazon. And then the last one is the hemp cream case study that I've been working on. It's a friend's product, Nick. He was on this podcast a while back talking about cryptocurrency and a whole bunch of stuff. Well, that's another account that I've been managing. So let's just look at the numbers right now, all right? Q2, uh, what kind of numbers did we do? First, let's let's do Project X. We actually had a pretty, uh, a slower Q2. It, it was down from, from Q1, down by $15,000 actually. So in Q2 for Project X, the uh, total gross sales were uh, $51,000, $51,000. During this time, we were doing tons and tons and tons of testing on the PPC, you know, Atomic we were testing and I was just running a whole bunch of experiments. Uh, I'm still not done with those experiments, so I'm not going to, you know, share the details of that. Maybe that'll be the next time. But uh, because of that, the uh, profit went way down, all right? So like this one, the profit was only 8% on Q2 due to all these experiments and just a bunch of crazy stuff that was going on. So, I mean, it's it's just shocking to me like how we still even made profit after spending, you know, literally a few thousand dollars on these PPC experience. But even with all that, we still were able to clear 8% profit and the gross sales again was $51,000. I'll get into the, the details of that in a little bit. Uh, the other account I said was the hemp cream case study. So how was our Q2 there? It was actually up. All right. It was up from Q1, a little bit different. It was up by $23,000 and the hemp cream case study, which mainly consists of just two products. There's two products that um, are taking the bulk of the sales here. And that came out to a $60,000, $60,000 gross revenue on the hemp uh, cream account. And uh, I don't have the profit numbers there because I don't even know the cost. So I don't have, I can't give you the, the profit numbers, but I'm assuming my friend is uh, making some profit, uh, some decent profit there. Uh, lastly, it's the Project 5K case study. I told you guys what that was. And, uh, on that account, there's some private label brands, obviously, that I'm running on there, but I also do wholesale. Uh, I like doing wholesale at, at smaller profits, you know, about five to 10% profit that can generate a lot of cash because uh, I like uh, buying stuff with my credit cards and being able to fly to the Maldives in business class for free. You know, that's my my travel hacking that, that I do. So uh, I like running wholesale on this account. And um, it allows me to you know, be able to, to spend a lot on my credit card each month, which gets me tons of points. So anyways, overall, the total sales on this account of Project 5K was $227,000. It was a little bit down from Q1. Q1 was $11,000 more. So it's right on pace with, with Q1 pretty much. So again, $227,000 on the Project 5K study that we did. All right, now let's just dive a little bit into the numbers. The very first brand on the Project 5K account, it's it's a similar brand to like Manny's Mysterious Oddities, you know, the coffin shelf. It, it, there's there's nothing coffin related there, but but it's just kind of like a home decor kind of brand with shelving and and a lot a lot a lot of different things, you know, like that. There's there's a total of 15 products on that brand that we've launched over the last year. And so, you know, a lot of them were, were doing pretty well. You know, there's one, uh, th this particular brand did $36,000 of revenue in Q2. And like I said, it had 15 different products. There was one product that, that grossed $7,000. Now, one of the products in Q1 had sold a lot more. Let me just look at my data right here. I'm actually in Helium 10 
profits. Let me see if I can find it. There it is right there. In Q1, this one product by itself sold uh, $14,000, all right? But in Q2, only 3,000. Why? We were out of stock, all right? So we had, this was a variation listing and it was a kind of new product. I didn't have a great idea on which one was gonna, which variation of the four was gonna sell the most. And this one just like sold out super fast. And so we were out of stock for quite a while on that product, uh, two months, especially with all the shipping delays that we've had. And so we kind of took a took a hit. Uh, the, this $36,000 for this brand easily could have been like forty-five dollars or $50,000 had I stayed in stock of all of these products. Now, in this brand, guess what, guys? I actually had a, a product that I'm not quite sure I'm going to classify it as a failure, but but this is something that did not work out well. So it was a product I did a PPC test listing. And, and when I sold like only two or three units, it, it seemed to do well. I sold it for like 60 bucks. It was a product that I wanted to sell for 40. So I put a PPC test listing like we teach in Project X for, for 60 bucks and it sold like immediately. Nobody left any reviews or anything. It was only two or three. And I remember Tim Jordan has said, hey, try and do 10 units. It's more safe to do a PPC test listings for 10 units. And by the way, guys, if you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, PPC test listing, go back in the Serious Sellers podcast. I did an episode all about how to do PPC test listings. Uh, and it's also in episodes three and four of Project X. But anyways, that's what I did. And everything was like super great. And I was like, this is going to be amazing product. I sold out right away at $60 with a terrible listing. This is going to be awesome. So we launched this product like beginning of Q2. And I was all excited. I, I put it up for this like crazy price of $40. My cost on it was like, you know, less than $10. And it was, it was smaller. So it didn't cost that much to ship. And the profit margins were out of this world. It was going to be my number one profit product. And then bad reviews started coming. I was like, what? Why am I getting bad reviews? And what everybody was saying was, hey, it's too small. We wanted something bigger. And I'm like, well, you know, you can clearly see from the images. I have a diagram, an infographic that says exactly what the size is. I don't Photoshop my images. These are actual pictures. You can see it to scale. But still, people were complaining that it was too small and returning it nonstop. Like I think... In Q, let me just look here. In Q2, we had how many refunds? 32 refunds, ridiculous. And that is out of how many sales? 193, that, guys, that is terrible. One out of every seven orders is being returned. And a lot of them are saying it's too small. So I'm like, oh, this, this product is a disaster. So what I, what I kept doing to try and just like pump up the sales, I, I, I really, I changed the title. I really made sure that people knew this is a small product, right? I put the dimensions in there. It's still people returning. I'm like, dang it, what's going on? You know, but the review started to turn around and actually I'm shocked. It's actually a four star product now. Still, still, I like all of my products to be four and a half stars or five, but, but the sales are on the up. And what I did was I just started every like 20 days. All right. Every like 20 days. I lowered the, the price by like $3, all right? And why do I do that? Uh, I did that to be able to get that red badge that sometimes shows up. This doesn't always work, but sometimes you'll get a red, big red badge on your product and in the search results that says 10% off or 15% off, lowest price in 30 days or something like that. It only lasts for like a few weeks. So that's why every like two or three weeks, I kept lowering the price by $3. So constantly 
I got that big red thing. And so I could, you know, sell some products. And, and so, yeah, it, it worked. And now, you know, it's down to like $30, you know, and surprisingly, I'm still actually profitable, right? Because I love these smaller products where the shipping is not much and I have a lot more wiggle room. So I'm still not 100% sure. Am I going to discontinue this product? I'm about to run out of stock in maybe like a month. I haven't reordered it. Uh, I'm going to see how this next few weeks goes uh, and how much I have to lower the price. But right now, that product was supposed to be my one of my stars for Q2 and it kind of bombed. I still made money, so I wouldn't call it a complete failure. But yeah, uh, I'm not happy. Uh, interesting enough, the sales did pick up a tiny bit. Amazon went and decided to give me one of those virtual reality images, those 360 things that you can you can twist around on there. I, you can't really do that unless you have a vendor account, but Amazon picks random products sometimes to, to give that 360 degree image. You can see that on the uh, Project X coffin shelf, the the Manny's Mysterious Oddities coffin shelf. They, they gave us one of those 360 images, but, but that kind of helped it a little bit surprisingly. Um, anyways, what else about this brand? Oh yeah, I launched a product just four weeks ago on the brand and it was very similar to that other one and it's not doing that great. And, and here, 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 here's a thing, a lesson. This might be a failure. I'm not sure it's too early. This product's only like a few weeks old. However, what happened was this product has like candles, okay? Now, candles have wicks, right? But I don't know what happened. A lot of these, these candles don't have wicks. And, and, and I just shipped it to Amazon because I got an inspection in China and I don't know how they missed it or it just was, maybe there's just like one or two boxes where a lot of the products didn't have wicks. And if you're gonna buy a candle, obviously it has to have a wick. So I, I got a bad reviews right off the bat in this new product. So there was like, the last two products launched on this brand were just not great, all right? Bad experiences. It's too early to call either of them 100% failure so far, but yeah. Sometimes you really have to make sure that the inspections are, are really taking a wide sample because I don't know what happened because I paid a like $200 for a detailed inspection of this shipment before it shipped from China and I didn't see this problem. There was other problems that it had, but they all had wicks. So I don't know what the heck happened to these dang candles. So um, right now I'm battling that, that I've got bad reviews. And so, you know, who wants to buy a product with bad reviews? But anyways, that is the first brand under Project 5K. Like I said, $36,000 in Q2. By the way, uh, that wholesale, I think I did about $120,000 wholesale on that account. Uh, we're not going to go into detail on that because there's not much I can teach you guys there. Um, that's, that's a very unique thing I'm doing for wholesale right there. And, and like literally nobody can do what I'm doing. So I'm not even going to talk about that because I only want to talk about the stuff that hopefully you guys can, uh, can learn from and actually duplicate. Anyways, another brand, this was my second brand on project 5k. This one only has three products. Uh, three products, I discontinued one in Q1 because uh, I had issues. I think I talked about that in the last time I talked about Project 5K. But anyways, this brand here did $42,000 in gross revenue in Q2. And that was like literally almost the same as what I did in Q1. It was off by $300, crazy. So what do I have to report on this? Uh, again, um, the, the shipping killed me. So I was out of stock on one of these for a while. Because as everybody knows, people have been dealing with some major shipping issues. So I was out of stock for like a couple of weeks and then kind of lost my juice on there. It's been hard to get it back. Another product, I had some damages and so I got some bad reviews. But still, all the products that remain on this account had a pretty high 
a star rating, all, still almost five stars, even though I had a, a kind of a wave of, of bad reviews. Uh, I love this brand. All right. This brand brought me uh, over 20% margin. And again, this is with all the experiments I'm doing, it still brought 20% margin. So this was, this is pretty cool. Like if, if I didn't do so many experiments, I mean, this could easily be 30% or more uh, profit. But anyways, this niche is going strong. I, I did some experimentations. I did a virtual bundle, right? I did a virtual bundle uh, on this. You guys, if you guys want to know about virtual bundles, just go to the Helium 10 blog and, and type in, you know, Amazon virtual bundles to see what that's about. And something interesting I learned when I did this test, this is going already now to my experimentation, Bradley's lab here, or I don't know what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call that Bradley's laboratory. Let's call it Bradley's laboratory or something. But anyways, uh, in my, my testing that I did on the virtual bundle, I could not get it to rank. I could not get the virtual bundle to rank on the keywords that I was doing search find buy for. And I was doing that with AZ rank. And as I was talking to Alina from azrank.com, I was like, what do you think? You know, why can't I get this to uh, rank in the top seven pages? It's definitely indexed. And, and her theory, which I, I, I think I, uh, I'm almost ready to confirm, is that it's kind of like a variation listing. And as you guys know, in variation listings, only one child item can rank for a certain keyword. So I did a virtual bundle of two products. And what I was trying to rank for for the virtual bundle were keywords that the individual products were already ranking for. So by definition, it did not let me rank for it. So I thought that was very interesting. I did a couple of experiments later with that and see. So far, I can kind of confirm that. I still would like to do some more testing, but there you have it, guys. If you're gonna try and rank your virtual bundle, you've gotta do it on keywords that the, the, the products that make up that bundle are not ranking for in the top seven pages currently, all right? So that was a good takeaway. Another cool experiment that I did on one of these products, one of these products here, Again, I, I'm not spending near enough time, you know, because Helium 10 takes up all my time. I only have like 10 hours a week to spend on this stuff. But I noticed that at the beginning of Q2, I, I was selling uh, on this product, you know, like seven, eight, nine units a day. You know, no, nothing great, but it was it was pretty good. And then there was like sometimes two, three days, I didn't get one sale. And in a week, I would only get like five sales. And I was like, what is going on here? So what I did, this is the, here is the, uh, this is the Bradley's 30 second tip, the BTS of the week. If you have brand registry and you have a product that was selling well, and then for a while you're getting consistent, not good sales. All right. There are definitely ways in helium 10 to, to go find that. Okay. But I know there's, there's people out there who may maybe don't have helium 10. They don't have keyword tracker. All right. So you might not be able to do this. Here's a way you can do it with brand registry. If you don't have helium 10 and obviously if you guys have helium 10, you can you can do this with Keyword Tracker, or you can still do it with Brand uh, Registry by using Brand Analytics. So I went to Brand Analytics, and I went to the days and the weeks where I was crushing it at the beginning of Q2, and I I put in the ASIN of this product, and I wanted to see, all right, where was I, like one of the top three clicked and was getting conversions for? Brand Analytics will tell you that. And I saw those keywords, and then I looked, and then sure enough, like, my, I wasn't showing up in sponsored ads anymore for that keyword, and I wasn't organically ranking at all for that keyword for whatever reason. I was still indexed. I don't know what the heck happened. It might have uh, happened during the Amazon uh, search glitch, the ASG. Um, we talked, uh, there's a big blog I wrote about the Amazon uh, search glitch, so you guys should, should check that out. But anyways, 
I, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not showing up in sponsored ads. I'm not uh, organically ranking for this, but I am indexed. So what I did, I, I only had about like 75 units left in stock because again, stupid shipment from China is taking months to get here. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm about to run out anyways. Let me figure out how can I increase the sales? So what I did was I, I added a targeted keyword on my Adtomic performance campaign. That's our uh, Helium 10's PPC tool. And what I did was I made a high bid for those two keywords. It was one or two keywords that were, um, that I showed that I was converting for with brand analytics a couple months ago, but just wasn't now. And sure enough, that got me on the map. Boom. Within one week, I sold out of the rest of the units. What one tiny tweak by upping the bids, I was able to go ahead and, you know, sell out of the products because of looking at brand analytics. So guys, if you, if your sales are down, that, there's a great step for you. Take a look at brand analytics. Take a look at keyword tracker during those peak days of sales. Look where you were ranking for really highly on look where you get, you were one of the top three to get clicks in brand analytics and you'll get some insights there. So anyways, but there's another brand here that I'm doing in project 5k, another brand I was doing in project 5k and here, here is an absolute bona fide failure. All right. And I talked to you guys about this. The last time I gave you an update on project 5k, there was a product that I was just getting tons of bad reviews for because People were saying there were splinters in the product. It was a product that's made out of bamboo. And they're like, hey, there's splinters here. You know, uh, I cut my finger on it. And this was a product I never got an inspection for. This is like a long time ago. So I was like, oh, it sucked. But like one out of five customers were asking for refunds. And I'm just like, oh, how do I get rid of this inventory? But I kept lowering the price to way below my cost. Original price was 30 bucks. I had it down to like 15 bucks. And three times the product got suspended on Amazon because of negative customer review rate or whatever it's called. And I would always just relist it. You know, I'd always relist it. And I'm like, just please let me sell out. And I got down to like 60 products. Uh, and then I got permanently banned on that. My, my account didn't get permanently banned, but that product got permanently banned. Now I can't put it back. So that's a hundred percent failure of a product uh, due to me not doing an inspection on it and People were just leaving bad reviews and returning it because of the splinters. Yeah, that was a big disaster. And and uh, actually that, that product is on its way back to me from Amazon because I had to do a removal order on it. And I'm gonna try and like, I don't know, I'm gonna try and sell it for like $3 or something on Etsy. I, I've done things like that before. Uh, another product did really well. Uh, one product, it sold $16,000 by itself. By the way, this entire brand overall sold $20,000 in Q2. Uh, this brand that I have here. So another product on this brand's was almost all of those sales. It was about $16,000. And that's that, that product is going really strong. It was a great Q4 product. And, and in Q2, it's great five stars. That's my, my like signature product on this brand. So there's that brand. What else do I have here? Oh yeah. The last one, the, uh, remember I told you guys I had a brand, the very first project 5k was a whole bunch of straws and other kind of like different, you know, party supplies. Uh, really cheap products, like every, almost every product on this brand is less than $10. Now, I've, I launched a couple a couple products in the last couple of months on this brand, and mo most of them were straws, and they did well. You know, and, and these are like, you know, I always tell you guys, don't do products that retail for like six and seven and $8, but I'm like, hey, let me, let me try, because it, it costs me like 
literally pennies or these straws. So even though Amazon is taking their $3 and their $1 commission and stuff and the shipping and everything that, that, that happens, I'm still making pretty decent profit margins. So anyways, all of these straws and different, you know, party products, the original project 5k member that I launched for a total of $5,000, it grossed $13,700 in Q2. $13,700 is still pretty good because a lot of Q2, you're still weren't, you know, supposed to have a lot of parties and things like that. You know, now the world is opening up. So, so, so this brand has been suffering for a while, but Hey, $13,000 on a bunch of products that only retail for like five, $6 is pretty good. Actually, the number of units sold was 1,500 units. That's a lot of units to sell over three months. That's 500 units a month. We're selling of these things. And, uh, I launched a couple of products and they, they, they did well. One just kind of went viral. One of these new straws that I barely launched um, earlier, like at the end of Q1, it sold 500 units in about a month and a half. Now, here's my trick here. Here's, here's, here's another strategy, all right? So these were some straws. Now, now picture that, I don't know, let's just say they're orange straws, all right? They're not orange straws. I don't sell orange straws, but let's just pretend that they're orange straws, all right? So the typical Amazon seller is going to just try and look for all of the keywords that have to do with orange straws, right? And they would just look at the uh, competitors and and all these orange straw and orange paper straw and paper straw orange and and things like that. And that's what they would focus on. And sure, for this one, that's what I did. You know, I I did that a little bit. I wanted to make sure I I was dominating the the orange straw keywords. However, what I did on this was there was one seller that I noticed, and he he was out of stock a while back, but I was watching him like months ago before I launched this product, I was like, he started getting frequently bought together a lot with, I don't know how I'm gonna say this. Again, this is not real. I'm just like making this up because I I, I gotta I don't wanna give away the product here. But let's just pretend it was like Halloween pumpkin stand, right? So, so you're like, what? Halloween pumpkin stand? Well, let's just pretend that there's people who have a stand and they have these pumpkins that they give drinks in, and so people would have straws, all right? So Halloween pumpkin stand, you might think that has nothing to do with orange straws. I mean, like, that keyword is completely different, and, and like, what does that even have to do with each other? But because I was using Black Box by Helium 10, and I used the product targeting tab in Black Box, I was able to see that of this other orange straws that was selling, like, gangbusters back in the day, they were getting frequently bought together with a lot of products that were on page one for that keyword. Let's just call it again, you know, Halloween pumpkin stand or something like that, right? So that got me thinking. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put that keyword in my title. You know, we're talking about the little Maldives honeymoon method methodology here, right? In the title. And I'm going to do my search find buy and rank, try and rank for that keyword. There, there, there was no other straws on the first page. I mean, if you go to the, again, guys, don't go to this keyword. This is not real. I just made this up right now. But if you were to go to this keyword that I have, we're calling it Halloween, you know, pumpkin stand. It was all Halloween pumpkin stand products, you know, like tables and tablecloths and 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 fake pumpkins and things like that, right? Uh, and so I was going to take a chance. I was taking a chance, but I got to page one and I was killing it. It was crazy. I, I even raised the price by $2 on these straws, all right? I raised the price by $2 and I still kept my sales velocity because the demand was so high. All these people who were searching for, for Halloween pumpkin 
stand supplies, they really needed straws that went with that decor. And so instead of like just trying to do a straw search after they got their supplies, they just were like, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and buy these straws right there. So guys, that, that there's a tip for you. Don't just, you know, get laser focused on the keywords that describe your exact product. If you know that people in a certain niche like need that product when they're searching for something else, you potentially could make a killing if you're the only competitor smart enough to advertise heavily or to get on page one for those other keywords. So that was a great lesson that I learned um, in Q2. And unfortunately that product completely went out of stock because I had no idea it was going to uh, go viral like that. Um, but yeah, really, really happy about that random straw product that, that sold 500 units in just a couple of months. All right, that's pretty much it for the detailed sales on Project 5K. Project X, if you guys are wondering which were the sellers there, the Coffin Shelf sold, uh, we, we just cleared, by the way, the 1,000 review, what do you call it, threshold, I guess you can say, uh, it sold $35,000. Sales are down, sales are down. Coffin shelves are maybe not as popular as they used to be. Sales were down by $12,000 in Q2. So I'm gonna try and see about revitalizing that. I went through a crazy thing. I'm gonna write a blog about the pink coffin shelf was removed from Amazon, like like banned from Amazon, dog page when you go there. And I'm like, why did it get removed? And Amazon's like, oh yeah, this has been flagged because it does not comply with our racist or derogatory bans. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is a coffin shelf. How is it racist or derogatory? And so it took me a month and a half to get that unblocked. It was crazy. Like I, I'm going to have to, I can't talk about it here. Otherwise we'll talk about the rest of the time. But, but I mean the, the pink coffin shelf, we were only selling like barely, you know, like, you know, one unit a day anyways, but it was just an interesting process to go through. Like, why did I get banned in the first place? I mean, a coffin shelf is not derogatory. I mean, it's like a, a shelf shaped like a coffin in it. And it was so funny trying to debate with seller support to get this unbanned, but eventually I did. So I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, we launched another product in Q2. Guys, here we have another failure. All right, here we have another failure. Um, I was on a live webinar like six months ago and I told you guys, wow, look at this product. I just found an Etsy. You know what? I'm gonna launch it on Project X because I think it could be some. And sure enough, I did. But and I knew this before they shipped it, they screwed up, all right? This was an egg rack, right? It was an egg rack. And I had the coffin shelf factory make this egg rack. And I shouldn't have, because I guess they don't know eggs, right? And they put the hole, they made the holes too small and, and together. It wasn't my fault. I sent them a, a prototype and they didn't completely follow the prototype. And so the problem was with this egg rack that we did, you, you couldn't put, two eggs next to each other, like unless they're tiny, tiny eggs. You just couldn't, like there's not enough space. You have to like skip a, skip a hole, all right? So instead of 36 eggs, or I'm sorry, 24 eggs, like this thing was supposed to be able to have, you could only put like 12 eggs, regular size eggs. So I told him, I was like, I don't want this product. I'm like, yo, you guys screwed this up. But uh, my sourcing agent over there was like, please, please, can you do this? I don't want to lose all the money, you know? Uh, I had already approved this. So I was like, fine, you, you give me like 50% off send them over here and I'll give it a try. Let me see if I can sell them, all right? I was really disappointed with this because I did a, a PPC test scene and again, the, the numbers look great on what I could do. So anyways, I, I put it up on Amazon a couple months ago. Sure enough, first two reviews, 100% negative and everybody's like, this is so ridiculous. I can't put the eggs uh, on here. 
And I, and I tried to be funny about it. You know, I, I was very clear on the listing. You guys can even see it. I'm like, hey, this is, this is, you know, for small eggs only. All right. And I say, hey, if you have regular eggs, I was even funny. I was like, this is right in the bullet points, I think. Hey, if you have regular size eggs, you can still use this, but they have to be socially distanced. All right. Socially distant eggs. And you have to have a hole between it. You know, I thought I was going to be slick like that. Nope. People don't care about my humor. So bad reviews and it's not selling almost at all. So I'm doing an experiment now where I'm trying to just unload them almost at for, for just for shipping on Etsy. And I'll let you guys know how that goes. But you know, that was kind of a disaster for project project X there. I had really high hopes for that product, but that just shows, you, you know, you got to really be careful with what your factories are doing. Now I'm, I didn't, the Helium 10 didn't lose money on this because like I said, they gave us a discount and I'm going to ask for like replacements on all those, but this is why you do inspections. All right. Why you do inspection guys? Cause things like this can happen. Another issue, another bad thing that happened on project X. So what happens is, is for project X, a lot of people have access on the customer service team here and on the affiliate team and other teams. Like there's like 50 employees here at Helium 10 who have access to the Helium 10 account for Project X because they use it for demos and, and to like, you know, just try and troubleshoot things and stuff. And somehow somebody accidentally messed up something in my inventory tracker and it said that I had enough egg trays. Nope, I didn't have enough egg trays. So I was out of the 18 hole egg trays for two and a half months thanks to that issue. And again, obviously it didn't help anything that shipping delays have been just ridiculous lately. So, so we lost uh, a lot of money. We lost thousands of dollars of what I could have sold on those egg trays. And now my keyword ranking is all gone uh, and more. So I'll try and get that fixed. Uh, we launched another product that really wasn't for sale to be sold on Amazon. We produced an expensive Helium 10 branded podcast microphone. All right, podcast microphone. It's called the Helium 10 HX10 podcast microphone. All right. Originally, we wanted it just for all the employees, but the minimum order quantity was 500. You know, so we only have like 200 and something employees. So I'm like, all right, let me send these all to Amazon just so I can use multi-channel fulfillment. That was another test I did is uh, using Amazon multi-channel fulfillment. And so, yeah, I, I sent it to all the 200 employees, but I'm like, you know what? This is sitting there in Amazon. Let's just go ahead and make a listing and throw it up. And who knows? Maybe there's some Helium 10 fans out there who want to have a a $70 podcast microphone. I mean, it's very high quality, kind of like those Yeti microphones that cost a hundred bucks. So we threw it up there, made a, a listing on it and got it to page one for a keyword. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, that's something that's on the project 5k account. And surprisingly enough, we actually sold other than the uh, search find buys that we did. We sold, we've sold like 15 units over the last few weeks organically, which is just, just shocking to me that, the, you know, this is a, a listing that doesn't even have any, you know, reviews or anything. All right, so so that is kind of like a recap of the products. All right, you know what, guys? This episode is going so long. I'm only about halfway through what I wanted to get through. So we're actually gonna go ahead and, and stop this episode right now. Uh, go, go back and rewind it and re-listen to it if, if you wanna listen to it again. But tomorrow, come back tomorrow, and we're gonna have part two where I'm gonna go a little bit deeper into these experiments that I've been running. Uh, we're going to talk about more of those keyword ranks uh, that I've done. We're going to talk about a new way that you can actually find out how many orders that you have that come from search. There's going to be a lot of really cool information in tomorrow's episode. So make sure to come back for this second part series that I'm going to actually call Bradley's Laboratory. I'll see you guys tomorrow.